It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. You just got to love technology and yeah. live radio sometimes, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me how the market's doing today. Markets are up strongly. Uh, they're up one to one and a half percent, depending on which indice you're looking at. Uh, technology really leading the way. If we look over the past week, uh, investors continue to dig- uh, digest uh, important news, uh, such as company earnings and economic data. So earnings season has been really strong so far, about 60% of companies uh, having reported their fourth quarter results. On average, we're seeing profits growing around 29%. Uh, some notable it's reports. Huge. With Amazon. It's huge. It's, it really is. It's, it's impressive how resilient uh, the economy has been uh, throughout this pandemic and throughout this recovery. Uh, Amazon had big earnings, continued to grow sales and profits. Uh, S&P Global, uh, one of the best global research firms, had another great quarter. I uh, even look at some of the agriculture companies. Uh, they're, they're doing really well. Um, this is why, again, we remain bullish as earnings season remains one of the most important drivers for stocks heading higher in the long run. So you really have to be focused on that. And sometimes you know, drowned out some of the noise out there. Uh, however, in terms of economic data, the highlights uh, la- over the past week uh, were really jobs reports in both Canada and the U.S. We actually had a pretty weak report here in Canada, but it's also to be expected. We saw 200,000 jobs were lost in January after really seven straight months of gains, and that is really on the back of uh, Omicron, right? I mean, we had a lot more uh, shutdowns and lockdowns and restrictions uh, than the U.S. Uh, you know, one of the silver linings is that most of these jobs were part-time in nature and are expected to come back very soon. The U.S. economy which was much more resilient and less impacted by Omicron. Uh, they added 460,000 jobs as their unemployment rate sits at 4% today. Ours is a little higher than that at about six and a half percent. So again, investors remain focused on data uh, as it's coming out. Uh, Inflation numbers are going to be very important tomorrow morning, expected to increase to 7.2 percent year over year in the U.S. Uh, So again, you know, inflation is high. Uh, Equities are one of the best places to be during inflationary times, whether it's Amazon raising their subscription prices uh, to combat higher prices, uh, Chipotle, the fast food restaurant, increasing prices of burritos. Uh, You know, it's clear equities remain one of the best investments in this environment. But again, you have to put up with some of the volatility. So you have to figure out what you're comfortable with. Okay. And also this time of year, we can't forget, it's also like RRSP time. It is, it is. So if you're thinking back to 2021 and going, you know what, I might be getting a large tax bill. Uh, You might want to take a look at what kind of contribution room you have, uh, as well as what your income was for 2021, uh, and figure out what kind of RSP contribution you should be doing. And this is often, you know, a conversation we're having with clients, right? They give us the figures, we have a financial planner on our team, we'll figure out the number, you know, or if, uh, you know, if it's a little bit more complex, you know, we'll talk to their accountant and really get dive into it. Because sometimes it's not just a straight answer. Uh, you really want to look at uh, that individual's uh, circumstances. And for 2021 uh, tax year, your RSP contribution deadline is March 1st this year. Um, and uh, again, that limit is 27830 uh, don't forget, you can always do your 2022 already, right? You can do your contribution now. Uh, the max there is 29210 You don't have to wait for the deadline, uh, folks, right? You can get your money in early. And the reason you do that is so that it can grow tax-free. Again, if you have uh, cash sitting on the sidelines or in the bank. 
Um, and so just keep that in mind as well. And, you know, this is a time of year, Simi, where we like to talk about the pros and cons of RSPs as well, because uh, I think that, you know, some people kind of just put their head down and do their contribution every year and forget what are the pros and cons. Right, exactly. So what are they? Well, and you're saving for retirement. Like if you look at uh, the amount that uh, you get from the government in terms of CPP and OAS, it just isn't that much. <laughs> it's hard for people to survive off that. So you need to save uh, in your own right, right? And so RSPs is one way to do that. You obviously get an immediate uh, benefit in terms of reducing your income tax, uh, reduces your income. Uh, so that is positive. You also have many years of tax-free growth. And, uh, and that really, uh, that, you know, compound return tax free really adds to, to the portfolio as it grows. Um, and you just want to make sure again that if you are earning an income, uh, that you are making some sort of contribution. Uh, and, and in terms of some of the cons out there, be careful when you're withdrawing from an RSP. Uh, during, uh, you know, higher income years, because some people have already turned their RSP into a RIF and they have to withdraw and uh, they're still working, Simi. We try to tell people to retire when you can, you're healthy, you know, you've got mobility, you've got enough uh, cash in, in your portfolio, but some people continue to work and also have to withdraw from their RSP and uh, that can increase your tax bill. And that remember that withdrawals are taxed, right? So again, there's withholding tax at any investment firm, 10% up to 5,000, 20% withholding tax for five to 15 and 30% over 15,000. Again, this money doesn't you know, go into thin air, it goes to CRA early basically. Um, and then consider how uh, you know withdrawals could impact other kind of buckets or sources of income. And remember, RSP withdrawals can affect uh, OAS. And uh, as we talked about before, OAS clawback, uh, which is close to 80,000. You want your income to stay under that so it doesn't affect you there. So again, RSPs are a good long-term plan for retirement. uh, But you'll also have to start questioning when you get closer to retirement, closer to withdrawing that income. uh, you You know, our rule of thumb is kind of when you're 65 plus, should you actually be doing an RSP contribution at all? Because the amount of years of that tax-free growth uh, is minimal because you're likely going to start withdrawing. So again, there's lots of uh, lots of topics we could talk about RSPs, but the fact of the matter is the RSP deadline is coming up. So make sure that if you are going to do a contribution, that you do it by March 1st of this year. Right. Do you think people feel pressure at this time of year, Lori, to be like, oh, I got to put something in my RSP? For sure. I, I think a lot of people do. I, I don't think that uh, many have a plan or, you know, contributing to a, an RSP monthly if they don't have a lump sum of cash. But again, it is important to have these conversations early and often. And, you know, a lot of people start bringing up tax-free savings accounts as well, right? Because you can do your 6000 contribution as of January 1st of this year. So people are wondering, you know, do they put money in their RSP? Do they put money in their TFSA? Do they pay down their mortgage? These are all the questions we get probably on a weekly basis basis and we're happy to answer them. And, uh, and your financial advisor should be answering those for you too. So just as a rule of thumb though, very quickly, like what, what are the, what's the basic question you should ask? Um, I, should I be doing an RSP contribution this year? And if so, how much? And again, this isn't always straightforward because yes, you can look at your, you know, last year's uh, notice of assessment and see what your room is and, you know, say, I'm going to just max it out. And you can, if you have a high income, uh, you likely will max it out. But 
there's also that, as I was just mentioning, depending on what your age is, right? Like if you're again in your 60s, it may not be as beneficial if you're going to be retiring in two years to put a whole bunch of money in today. Uh, so that's why, again, it's, you know, each individual is unique as always. Uh, and you have to be having those conversations with your financial team. And I know that all financial advisors are not created equal. And a lot of them don't provide a lot of the advice that goes along with everything financial, right? Not just buying and selling of stocks or funds or bonds or GICs. There's so much more uh, to help each client with. And this is definitely one of those areas uh, which we get excited about. RSP season is fun. Interesting. All right, Lori, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Simi. <laughs> it's fun, she said. It's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Of course, it is RRSP season. So if you've got questions, remember you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.